Hello, and welcome back to the Fempreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Berry. Today's episode is a juicy one. I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects in the world of marketing, which is events. Why do you hold events? How do you take all the pain and uh, frustration and confusion out of designing and marketing your event? What are the phases of event marketing? I'm going to answer all those questions and more. This is a recording from our awesome, awesome event that happened on February 22nd in Calgary. So you're going to need to turn up the volume a little bit here when I stop talking in the intro and then it switches to the recording. It's a little quiet, so you're just going to have to crank it. And uh, have your notebook ready. And if you want to learn more about event marketing, you can check out my brand new course that is going up on the website, yycfemprinters.com in the beginning of March, 2024. It's gonna give you all the info, everything I do to host all of these awesome events that I build and how I help my one-on-one clients host their events as well. So check it out. Amazing, amazing. Am I allowed to introduce you? Oh, sure. Are you going into yours? Yes. Right into it? All right. Thank you. All right. So, I'm excited to introduce the reason why we are all here today, Lindsay Berry. She's been my coach and my friend. She's my capping buddy. She is someone that's inspired me to step out of my own comfort zone and try new things. We go camping. She's an outdoors woman. We're both from up north, so we see things very similar. And um, I'm very proud of her for starting this community. And bringing us all here together. So. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't that fantastic, you guys? Did you nice. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I'd so quick like to thank ETV for letting us be here, but I don't see any ETV people yet, so we're going over it. Oh, there's the Give her attention in a minute. Okay, so my talk is written down on these pieces of paper. That's how I roll. And um, I'm going to be talking about events because, like Laura said, if you want to bring your things to life, you want to do more of the things that you love and you want more people to know about them, you've got to have events. So the first thing we're going to talk about is what is an event? Because I like to define an event as it's something that's time sensitive and adds value to a niche group of people, your niche group of people. And they don't have to happen in a room, right? They can happen online. They can happen for free when you're wearing sweatpants. Right? They're hosting your event and they only see like nips up kind of thing, right? So I think that events should be. Um, oh, let's just turn this thing off. That's what I just did. Oh, you did? Oh, I think I just turned it back on. Then maybe. I'm talking for all your techniques. Claudia, let's give a round of applause for Claudia. Okay, um, so events are time sensitive and add value to a niche group. Um, if you are not really sure you love your business, you're not really sure you love serving your people, don't hold an event because you won't complete the whole process because it takes time. It's not always easy, right, Laura? It can be a lot of effing work. Mm -hmm. It can feel like we're doing so many things. It is always all. worth it, though. It's always <laughs> worth it, but if you're not passionate, you won't do it because you just won't. I just promise you. So it'll be the litmus test for whether your business should continue on if you decide to hold an event. It's fun, it's fulfilling, it's profitable. Um, many of the women that I meet in, in these situations, you know, they become clients, they, you know, hire other people in the room. It's profitable not just for you as the 
owner of the business is hosting the event, but it's profitable for everyone in the room because you're connecting them with more of the people they need to know. So it's only going to work, though, if you know exactly who your event is for. Right? You have to know exactly who it's for. And um, there's so many examples that I could give you of this, like Laura just shared for her community, perfect example. Women who want to get out of their comfort zone, who want to feel like they belong, right? She's got a lot of women in Airdrie in her community because she's in Airdrie most of the time. Um, Melissa, who's not here today, she has rediscovered Play Nature Schools. We held a Women's Wilderness Weekend together, not last summer, but the summer before. That event was pretty neat. She was women who wanted to be more comfortable and confident in nature and they wanted to go camping with women only who were going to help them feel more, you know, we're going to teach them some stuff and make sure that they didn't get eaten by bears. And, well, we, we couldn't guarantee that, honestly, so that was actually one of the things on the waiver, but nobody died, so it was fun. And that event was really easy to market, and, you know, people signed up for it, and it was the right kind of people. So you've got to communicate, communicate clearly who your event is for specifically, and I'm going to teach you exactly how to do that in a moment, at least how I do it. Um, here are some things you don't need to know to um, actually start the event planning and marketing stage. Um, the first stage of event planning and marketing, by the way, is teasing. And you do this publicly. You go out to social media, you, you put a little save the date thing up on your website. So here's some things you don't need to know to at least get into the teasing phase of your event marketing. Is you don't need to know when it is. You don't need to know where it is. You don't need to know the cost. You don't need to know what you're going to teach them. If you know who it's for, the pain they're feeling now, or the problem they have now, that you can solve at your event, if that's all you know, you can start the teasing phase of an event marketing campaign. You can start saying, I'm coming to this event, I think it's going to be, you know, for women entrepreneurs who want to feel more connected to the women entrepreneurs, they feel lonely in their business. Feel, 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 right? Feel, 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 feel. They want to feel. If you can do that, you have checked the first, you know, phase of the event marketing off your list. So who is it for, how are they feeling now, and how do they want to feel? Write those three things down if you actually want to hold an event soon and if this is feeling like it's meant for you. I'm going to share with you the seven, seven biggest event planning marketing mistakes I see people make. Um, but I first of all want to know anything that you have. Like what kind of event marketing and planning and or planning event, what did I just say? Event planning and or marketing mistakes have you seen people make? I might have made some. So, anyone? Anything? Shout out. Not having enough um, people supporting you with planning that event. So just DIY all you. It all on yourself. Too much work for one person. Gotcha. So trying to do it. How does that? What does that result in? That that say in a room they would see it. Like I'm curious to know specifically what would happen if they made that mistake. You will be frazzled. The okay. Entire so you'll event. hate it. You'll hate yeah. your life. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you for that. I think sometimes Laura felt like that, but we tag team like did things with her first few events because that was a big part of why we were working together. She wanted me to help her, um, but there, then eventually I was like, you know, be free, you know, young grasshopper, you got this. And she was like, oh, I hate that, it sucks. And I'm like, you got this, you know your steps, but still, like, it's hard, it's a lot. Do you have something? Yes, um, I, I, I found it really beautiful that the room is perfect size for us because I've been in events, the room is so big. Yes. It starts to feel like, oh, there's something missing. Yes, I love that. Like the room is really big and there's not a lot of people there. But that can definitely make it feel a little echoey. Um, what about the event marketing piece, where you see that this event is happening, and where you see it, and then you want to go to the event? Anything else? I, 
I will disclose my background is event management. <laughs> but I'm actually taught in it. <laughs> my biggest thing that I see people, if you build it, as people, if you build it, they will come. That doesn't always work. If you build it, they will come is yes. It's yeah. Exactly. And people think it's such a great event and they're so invested and they see it from inside, but they don't understand that people aren't going to just show up because you're building, you can build the most amazing event ever and have an empty room. So they don't maybe understand all the steps involved. Exactly. It's not just having a great work. idea and how much work it is. Thank you for saying that. Does anyone have anything else? Noreen? No scurgency. No scurgency. What is scurgency, Noreen? Scarcity and urgency. <laughs> no scarcity and urgency in your event marketing. We'll get it, we'll get into that. That's a great one. I love that. Thank you for talking about scurgency. I wasn't even going to, honestly. Um, now we're going to. Um, okay, so I'm going to just get into my list of seven things. The first thing is the sign-up link doesn't work or is hard to find or there's way too many goddamn places to get to paint for the event. That is the thing I see the most. So that is not something I can help you with today, but I do have YouTube videos that teach you how to do the techie stuff when it comes to having events. Um, so making sure that your tickets are easy to access and not, you know, generally not confusing. I have made all these mistakes about the sure. <laughs> so I know. Um, so charging money for an event when your email list or community is teeny tiny and you should be having that event as a lead magnet event. You should be doing it free on Google Meet, but instead you're charging $120 and it's at some banquet room and you have no community to market to yet. That's a mistake, I think. I a good better ways to do that. This one kind of ties into that number two. This is expecting the event itself to be profitable. Because events in my world have been about the long game. They've never been about let's make a bunch of money in one day by bringing women together. And I think some women are trying to do that with their events and I'm like, ooh, especially if they're forking over hundreds or maybe thousands of dollars for a really nice venue that maybe they aren't going to get their deposit back. Like, I've never, I've never done that. I've definitely made some mistakes with money and events but never quite to that extent. Um, number four is not knowing with 100% certainty why you're holding the event. Like, it's like, oh, this would be fun. That's not an actual reason. Like, that's not going to actually, you can't market that, right? Um, so you don't know exactly who that person is, those three things I mentioned earlier, who they are, the pain or problem they have now, how they are how they feel now that's not so good, how they're going to feel that's better or good when they leave, right? You don't know that with, like, complete clarity. You haven't, like, manifested it and envisioned what it's going to be like. There's a, there's a gap there, and you probably need to be, patient and trust that the right vision for the right event is going to come to eventually. So the next one is not collaborating with other entrepreneurs. Notice how many other entrepreneurs are with me today. Because I don't want to hold an event by myself. Like I do free workshops by myself all the time. But like it's on Google Meet and so like two or three people show up sometimes. I don't look at that. I don't care. Like, we have fun, right? But I'm not going to hold an event like this and I'll bring some other awesome ladies into it too so that you all get more out of it. They're also marketing the event to their networks, right? Like, that's a great way to hold events with other complementary business owners. And even if they are like, oh, that person's a coach and I'm a coach, well, what's their niche? And if not your niche, then you can, of course, hold an event together. There's no such thing as competition unless you believe there is. Um, the next one is kind of another tech one, and I'm a Canva, like, freak. I literally go down the Canva rabbit hole every time I'm on Canva. It's like a table of glitter glue and scissors and no problem with not making this mistake is using the exact same image to promote your event for the entire campaign. And usually we're marketing an event for two to three weeks. And if we're using the same image the whole time, 
It, I mean, yes, there's a branding conversation maybe there. You don't want to like totally change up your event image, but you want to have different versions of it that still all have your brand look and feel. Um, last one is not using video to promote your event. Showing up with your face and talking about who it's for and why it's going to be awesome. Use video whenever possible. I have an entire video marketing course. It only takes like an hour to complete the material. It's um, on my website. You can check it out if you need that. So an event is something time sensitive that adds value to your niche. If you can try to avoid making those seven mistakes, so we do really, really, really well. But like Laura said, a lot of it's trial and error. You have to just try things and not be afraid to fail because we don't believe in failure, right, ladies? It doesn't even have to even think. So um, you can and should market a free gift like a workshop recording or a PDF checklist the same way as an in-person or um, virtual community event. That's a long, that's a long sentence. I'm going to say that one again. So an event could also be a free gift that you're giving away at your website. People don't have to show up to get it. They just have to say yes, give their email address, I want it. They see this urgency. They see, oh shit, this is an amazing video from Marie's last workshop. She's giving it away for free on her website for the month of March. But then it's poof gone and I'll have to buy it for $125 or $300 or whatever. Those kind of things are events too. Not necessarily going to call them an event in your marketing, but we, we think about them. We have the same marketing steps for that as we do for something like this. Okay? I'm trying to like jam as much into this little brief time we have together. So this is overwhelming. I apologize, but I want to make sure you guys um, get this stuff because it's really good stuff and I'm really passionate about it. So if you had to hold a one-hour workshop, this is where you're going to do some work. This is the workshop part of the workshop. If you had to hold a one-hour workshop of your own, it could be a class, you could call it a master class, you could call it whatever the heck you want. It's where you're sharing some of your knowledge <clears throat> for your niche audience. And maybe you don't feel like you have a niche yet. This might help you get to that stage where you feel like you have a niche, this little writing exercise. If you were going to do that kind of an event, what are the top three most important lessons, stories, or concepts you have to share with them? Write those down. Four point. Three top things you have to share at that event. So again, lessons, lessons, stories, concepts. A blend. Stories usually to illustrate a lesson or a concept. I'm going to give you guys a couple minutes for that one because I really want you to go deep with this one. Okay, we're going to keep writing, but I just want to give you a quick pep talk about some thoughts that might be popping into your head as you're writing this stuff down. Who would ever come to that event? How would I ever market it? What would so-and-so, my brother-in-law, my father, my whoever think about me when they see me posting that I'm holding an event on social media? We're not even thinking about that right now. So those thoughts are creeping into your head, those like imposter syndrome, fear of rejection thoughts. Don't even think about that. This is not about that at all. This is about you had a room full of your niche people, what would you have to teach them so that you morally felt like you were doing the right thing in that moment? Okay, keep writing. All right, I hope you ladies have some awesome stuff written down. I bet you do. I want to know some of the stuff you just wrote down. So DM me, email me, whatever. Tell me who this event is for and those three things you want to teach them. And just, I want to be your accountability partner. I just want to say, yo, here are some other ideas I have in mind before you just sent me. I'd love to share my ideas with you guys too, okay? Um, a couple of you are going to win a free one-on-one marketing power hour with me, and then we're really going to dig into what you just wrote down. We're going to get to that in a minute. 
So event marketing phases, remember I talked about the teasing phase? So that is phase one. So these are the marketing phases. Apparently yesterday I thought there was four of them, so that's how many I wrote down. Teasing is where you do things like save the date. You don't even know when it's going to be yet. So it could even be pre-save the date. It could be like, here's who it's for, here's how they're feeling now, here's how they want to feel. It's coming up in the next month or two. Don't be afraid to tease people because people like, it makes them be like, if they're interested, which like the right people will be interested if you're clearly communicating. They will lead in and be like, well, what, 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 when are you going to tell me? Like they'll send you DMs, they'll comment below, they'll be like, what, when? Like tell me when. This I don't email this too, by the way, right? You're like, go to my website, click on the link, and I'll send you the you notified when it comes out, like that whole thing, right? So the teasing phase. This is also how you get feedback before you launch everything. So you make sure that link doesn't glitch out. You make sure your marketing material reads well. Um, you have a little bit of time to go to your people that you think would be interested in the event. And you have zero community, then this is how you start to grow your community. You say, I'm thinking of holding an event along these lines, and this can be someone that literally started following you a month ago and has liked two of your posts. You can send them a DM and say, hey, Will you click this link because I'm just looking for feedback on my free workshop sign up, you know, technology, whatever, right? So that's the teasing phase. You're out there doing a little bit of like, I don't, I don't get feedback on my links anymore, but I used to because I was trying different ways of doing it and I wanted to see what worked. Um, then you have the early bird slash week one phase. You don't have to do an early bird ticket price. I usually do. I send it to my email list. I'm like, hey, you guys, before I post this event, on you know Instagram, like, do you want to grab a ticket for cheaper than everybody else is going to get? Right? Sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. But it's week one either way, and this is where you post four times a week about the event: two still images and two videos. And again, those two still images are not the same. They look the same. They have the same feel. The event name is the same, but they're not identical images. And two videos. And then of course you're going to make sure to put that event sign up link on your Instagram story. And for those of you who aren't using Instagram, um, you can have the event sign-up link right in your LinkedIn caption, right in your Facebook caption, right in your YouTube caption. But unfortunately on Instagram, the easiest way to do it is just putting it on our story. So that's why I'm saying that. Um, the next phase of your event marketing is week two. This is actually the third phase though, right? We've got, we've got um, teasing, week one, now we're in week two. This is about seven days, the seven days leading up to your event, right? So you want two weeks where the link sign up is live. The sign up link is live. Sorry, can I ask a clarification? Yes. So when do you start marketing? How close to the event date? Two weeks. Mark. That's it? Yep. Yeah. You can do more. You can do more, but a minimum of two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So this is designed for two weeks, but you could extend, you could extend phase two and phase three by more days if you want to. Right, yeah. I guess it depends on the type of event. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like I just put up an event on my website last night. I took this event off the homepage and I put up my March 20th free social media work workshop. So that's quite a ways out. So two to three weeks is great. You can do longer, but the problem, there's no scourgency there. Sometimes yeah. if someone looks at your event and they're like, that's in two friggin' months, I don't even know where I'm gonna be then. Like <laughs> you want them to feel kind of like, oh, that's in two weeks. Like if they want to go, you want it to be a little bit close, right? So that they can get, like they can feel that sense of like, oh my gosh, I gotta like get there. This is amazing, right? And for those that could be, they're like, what's coming up next? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I can 
that one. Yeah, exactly. So um, seven days to maybe more <laughs> leading up to your event, um, you're going to be sending DMs to people who sign up. So the moment someone signs up, you're DMing them. One of the questions I always ask, and you all answered this one, is which so social channel do you hang out on most? Like, which is your top social channel? Because I'm over there and I'm connecting with you. And I'm like, hey, excited to see you. You're coming to the event. That is so awesome. I see that you said you wanted to learn about, most of you said, by the way, social media marketing things, right? So I hope you're feeling like you're getting that right now. Um, and I say, hey, you said that you're starting a YouTube channel and you're curious to know what some great steps are. Like, Vera's been killing it at this lately. Um, so yeah, you want that personal touch. And anyone who says, that's not scalable, you can't automate that, so you should never do it. I don't agree. I don't agree. When I have a gajillion, bazillion people, then maybe I'll hire you know, 10,000 people to pretend to be me. But I don't think I'll ever stop doing something like this where people feel seen and heard the moment they sign up, right? Okay, so I also BCC everyone in a regular Gmail who signed up, and I'll send them little like, you know, I'll send them the event image that says, I'm going across it. Tammy, right? That works well. Isn't that how you saw the event? You saw it? Yeah. So Tammy posted the I'm going for this event, and a perfectly new person came to our event. Because of a beautiful prize from Maureen. Yeah, she won a prize too, right? She's amazing. So I do use the, um, I use MailChimp for most things, but I do BCC everyone for events like this once they've signed up. And here's the thing, if you get crickets, you guys, if no one's signing up for your event, it's not projection, it's not like a no, you suck, go, you know, run away and die. It's not that, it's just not right now, or not like that. So you might want to just, you know, move your event ahead of month. Maybe change your title of your event, just in case maybe it's not catchy enough. Make a couple little tweaks and assume that it's not you, it's them, right? We need to decide why people aren't signing up and that's what we decided, right? So the last, um, the last phase of event marketing is post-event. It's after your event has happened, right? And this is very like abbreviated. I have a whole event marketing course that goes in deeply on each of these four phases, but this is the most important stuff from these four phases. So within 24 hours, and you're all gonna experience this soon, you're gonna get an email with some natural next steps. Here are some other events you can come to. Here are some other cool things you might wanna know about, et cetera, et cetera, right? Here's that um, really cool thing that I told you about. It's, a, it's in a PDF, just email something, right? That's a pretty big no-brainer, but a lot of people um, host an event and then they like lay on the couch for four days because they're like, oh my god, that was a lot. And they just don't do anything. <laughs> and so we don't do that here, right ladies? Right. Yes, okay. So I have a couple of door prizes to wrap up with. I was hoping to do some more talking about rejection, dun dun dun. But I think you guys all get it. It just means not right now or not like that. It doesn't mean no. It doesn't mean you suck. So just don't worry about that. Um, Vera, can you do me a favor, or maybe Claudia? One of you, could you bring my door prizes up? The, the YYC Fempreneurs bag. So I've got um, one hour marketing session with me, which is literally where I'm just like, I'm in your business with you, we're crushing some awesome stuff together, we're, we're scheming, we're planning, we're building, I'm in your website, whatever. Whatever you need from me, I'm yours for that hour. It's a $200 value because I get a lot of shit done in an hour, I don't know if you guys know me, but. It's very sexy too with the YYC Fempreneurs badge on it, which I sew these on because I love sewing. <laughs> and 
I have all the time in the world to sew to bottle it. And this is my brand new book called It's Time to Write Your Damn Book Woman. It's in this gift too. And I have two of these to give away. Could you package up the other one for me, please, Claudia? And Claudia, could you come draw the name for me too? Because you're just like basically my favorite thing today. I want to do all the fans. And also, I want to mention that those three things that you all wrote down, you can easily turn those into a book, and I'd love to help you do that. So come to my writing retreat in April. It's on your one pager. The QR code yeah. goes to the events page. All right. Who's our first winner? It's my sister. I'm holding her accountable. Kim. 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 Okay, so after that, of course, we drew another door prize um, and winner, and then we actually wrapped up the event. So I was the last speaker. So coming out on the podcast in February, I have three more recordings to share with you, and they are from Noreen, Vera, and Laura. They are awesome, awesome workshops. You're going to get tons of value from them. So keep an eye out on your podcast app for when those go live and dig into those. So you heard me mention that I was encouraging all the women in the room. We had about 40 women in the room, by the way. I was encouraging them to take that list that they made of those three things they would absolutely have to share with their room full of niche people at their own event and turn those three things into a book. I do have a writing retreat coming up in April. It's here in Alberta, Canada. It's near Calgary, closer to Cochrane, which is where I live. So you can check that out on the events page. The link is in the show notes. And I would be more than happy to share more of my event marketing knowledge in my new event marketing course, which is coming out in March, 2024. Stay tuned for that. If you're not on my email list, um, all those lucky ladies who are on my email list, of course, get all the latest and greatest things so that they don't miss them on social media. You can feel free to sign up for that at the website, yycfemprinters.com. There's a community tab, click that, and it'll get you signed up for the email list and you'll get awesome stuff delivered right to your email inbox. All right, have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed dreaming and maybe planning your next event. Um, if you do have another event or your first event even coming up in the near future, I would love to know about it and I would love to share it with the Femprinter community. So make sure to send it to me, DM me, tag me in a post about your event on Instagram or LinkedIn. And uh, I hope to connect with you soon if we haven't met before. And if you are one of my tried and true Fempreneur community members and podcast subscribers, thank you so much for being here and uh, for sharing this with others like you. Bye for now.